This week's episode of Refresh is sponsored by Active Campaign. Active Campaign is a one-stop marketing and sales platform for businesses of all sizes crafted right here in beautiful Chicago. Active Campaign helps businesses grow bigger, faster with email marketing and marketing automation. You can create sophisticated automated follow-up, send triggers, emails by behavior, and send personalized campaigns that treat contacts as unique. And guess what? Active Campaign is hiring for a couple of positions such as customer success, design, development, marketing, sales, and support. If you're interested in advancing your career and working for a fast-growing Chicagoland tech company, you should take a look at their open positions at activecampaign.com about. With competitive salary and benefits such as delicious catered lunches, paid transportation, amazing insurance, 401k matching, you can't pass this opportunity yet. Once more, thank you again to Active Campaign for supporting Refresh and Post Loudness, and check out activecampaign.com/about to apply. This is Refresh, a show about things we plug in, program, and play with. I'm Alex Cox. I'm the senior producer of Cards Against Humanity, and I have a refreshing drink with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm James T. Green, an independent designer and developer and keeper of dry mouth because I just have a little water. I'm, I have a Diet Dr. Pepper. I just really want it. I just really <laughs> find that sound satisfying. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So last week when we were talking about watches, you t- c- called me out as being modest, which I still think is not true um or or, or at least in my visual appearance as i wear a uh dragon age t-shirt that i got for free three years ago um but you had this amazing tweet and started this really great conversation which let's be honest doesn't happen that much on twitter anymore (laughs) i was so proud of that um it was literally something that i was just kind of feeling as i was on the way home from coming from work and i was like you know what Why does this happen? Why does this conversation, whenever tech podcast people get together, they refer to people who don't think like them as normal people? So the exact tweet is, I get, is, so, uh, is, were you trying to bold or italicize weird? Oh, I just love using the um, (laughs) asterisks. I just think of it in Markdown. Okay. (laughs) If it was Markdown, then yeah, for sure. It's like at least that then. I get weird feelings when I hear folks, particularly on tech podcasts, call people that don't share their interests normal people. And I immediately was like, oh, oh, hmm. Um, And I thought that was super interesting, especially now with the whole brouhaha or over um, the tick tock tock or talk tick tick cycle of um, the iPhone because probably um, next year will be the big huge redesign and we're stuck with the soap phone for another year um, and more and more people are saying like oh yeah well I'm still gonna get another phone because that's just what I do I'm not normal right right yeah and that's it I don't know it it kind of rubs me the wrong way as someone who I I wouldn't necessarily say like, hmm, how can I put this? How can I put this, Alex? Um, I don't normally fit into the usual tech podcast pundit. 
um, in, in a lot of different ways, whether it's um, demographically, <laughs> identification-wise, and all this shit. So it feels like it's definitely in... It's, it's spoken in a bubble, you know what I mean? And I also have, like, a background in teaching, so I'm so used to breaking things down linguistically anyway. So I'm just curious, like, why do you feel like that sort of conversation always seems to bubble up whenever... You know, people on tech podcasts are like, oh, yeah, normal people this and I'm this. Like, do you think it's like a special snowflake syndrome or? Uh, Well, I mean, yeah, I think there's this idea of um, there's always going to be the otherness. And if we create since, you know, as nerds, we used to be the other. And now being the other is cool. So it's kind of like flip-flopped. Sort of how, you know, if you don't know what's happening in the Marvel universe, you're not cool. I don't know what's going on in the MU, except that Captain Marvel is part of Hydra now. Um, Or always was. Anyway, um... And I, we, we got some really good responses from our comedian friends who said, oh, yeah. this happens all the time that uh, in Chicago. And I, don't, I can't speak for other towns, but you are called a muggle if you are not, you know, in the comedy scene and, you know, you're not performing shows at 2 a.m. And if you don't, if you think that performing shows at 2 a.m. is weird. And um, I was trying to think about other communities that I've been a part of and the same thing happens too with uh, musical theater kids and musical theater adults as time progresses. Um, And I'm wondering then if we just see it as elitist. I mean, they're all elitist and they're all cases of making someone else the other. Um, But but the thing that's really kind of different, at least in technology and gadget culture is the sense of capitalism behind the elite exactly because in order to be a great commenter in let's say tech or gadget culture you have to be able to afford the things to talk about exactly you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. who would listen to a tech podcast or i mean okay let's let's narrow down a little bit further a gadget based podcast where nobody has the new thing to talk about i yeah, I agree. Um, and that's, but I don't, I don't think I've listened to a gadget podcast since I was in high school because specifically because I couldn't afford those gadgets. And that was the interesting appeal to me. Mm-hmm. Whereas now it's almost like, uh, and those were the more of like the Twitch shows or the Rev3 shows of like, oh, we're here. These aren't our personal products. We're here to like show off this cool new thing. You, you oh, know so what I you mean? You define the gadget podcast as that. Uh, s- I, sort I of. Well, well n- n- and now though, I, I'm thinking of the shows that I listen to that are much more conversational and people, um, while they are doing this for a living, they it's their personal um, belongings and they're talking about their personal experiences with it wh- rather than just the specs. Does that make sense more of what I'm talking That's about? That's really interesting because I, I definitely refer to it like um, on the opposite side of the spectrum where if the majority of the show is talking about products, even if it's a personal experience or not, then I kind of place it into that scenario of like gadget podcast. I yeah it's it's kind of a blurry it is. line um like I guess I'm thinking of shows of like back to work and ATP and I I think the accidental tech podcast which is probably the only show that is uh other than ours <laughs> that I listen to is just all about specifically tech um that and the talk show 
and uh, there's this thing of like, well, yeah, we we should get phones every year because that's like what we do for a living. That's how we, um, you know, why would anybody want to listen to us talk about it if we didn't have one? And that is completely true. Like I waited to hear about the success to to see if the metal felt better in your hand because right, right, right. and like is that is that normal and you're right there is you know there, there's that privilege involved of getting the new thing and i'm wondering if this is more I, I'm not wondering. I know it's more prevalent because of things like the iPhone. Um, be, because uh, we wouldn't. Not only did people not uh, need to replace their laptop, people still don't need to replace their laptops every year. But there was less of a. Oh, I man, I'm totally going to upgrade every year. Uh, and it was more of there was like speculation uh, rather than consumption. Uh, on like gadget blogs and podcasts, maybe I'm totally off base. Maybe it's because in my mind I was like, "Oh, I, I definitely can't ever afford that." So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, it's and I, it, it, there also might be this voyeuristic nature. At least that's what it sometimes comes for me. In in listening to a lot of shows of that nature, because I can't afford to replace things every year. Um, I mean, I'm. <laughs> looking now at my aging computer that you know is doing what it has to do um so it's almost in a way of like kind of experimenting that like feeling that excitement within the eyes mm-hmm. of someone who can afford it um which is kind of an interesting insight into my own <laughs> psychological nature right now um but it still makes me wonder just why this othering um kind of happens and i don't know if it's just because like linguistically there's not a better phrasing for it Mm -hmm. um and that's what i was kind of speculating and thinking aloud i was like is there a better phrasing that can utilize a technology enthusiast and someone who is not a technology enthusiast when comparing the two because like for example if i'm talking about my wife i'm not going to refer to her as normal because i don't think she's normal (laughs) You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. No, like I think I, she's I, totally I think she's extraordinary, yeah. and that feels like Aww. almost the meaning in a way to say like, oh yeah, like she's normal. She doesn't understand like how to write PHP. Like, <laughs> what does that sound like See? to me? You know what I mean? So, so I'm just curious. Like, do you think that there might be a better phrasing that could be used in that sense? I I just really like how uh well where I thought you were going you you decided to refer to your uh partner as extraordinary whereas when I think that <laughs> this I was like oh yeah my partner's not normal she's a complete weirdo too she's just yeah. weird in different ways but yeah. yeah but that's the thing like that's the thing like if we if we and I guess this goes into a whole conversation about subcultures I mean like um she's a history buff you know what I mean? And she, oh, she, and that's such a cool version of being weird. I love yeah, it. But I mean, like, it's weird in the way that I was just like, I don't understand any of these movements or none of this shit. And then that could be, that's her normal. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So that could be almost like referring to myself. Like, mm-hmm. I am quote unquote normal in her eyes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I know that we're like nitpicking language, but I think it's really important to be super like we aren't being normal about this. Like I like I don't know. It, it's the same way I often um, grapple with the terms um, 
crazy or insane or uh, stuff like that where I will often refer to myself as that when I'm both referring to my actual mental illness and the Mm. fact that I have probably spent $200 on iPhone cases in the past two years because I hate them all so much. Um, Mm. So, yeah. And I don't know. And also like thinking with that, it also implies when you have normal that there is some sort of base. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That there right. is that there is a median sort of generalized language or accessibility that exists. Mm-hmm. And some people are at that stabilization. Some people are above. Some people are below. You know what I mean? So what yeah. does that mean? I don't know. I I kind of miss the days too. And, and I... I don't feel weird talking about ATP, actually. All of our listeners know what the Accidental Tech Podcast is. Um, if you haven't heard it, uh, it's really great. It's a show by by three white guys. But I have to say, it, I don't know how to say this except for a very diverse and different set of three white guys. Yeah. Uh, for for yeah. example, I am... I've always been a huge fan of John Syracuse's work. Um, And this is a man who has literally done book long reviews of uh, OS 10 each iteration. uh, And he has finally stopped. Um, And his Mac pro is, I believe like seven years old. And yeah, Yeah, this is according to the latest episode, which I literally just finished before walking in here. And it's, and it's like, and it's not like he's doing it as a matter of pride. He's like, well, uh, you know, I want the the best for my family and the best uh, thing. And maybe the best thing isn't the new thing. Um, yeah. And there's something about that that feels like really relatable mm-hmm. in a way. You know what I mean? Like I, I look at like my my machine right now. I think it's like a 2013 MacBook Air mm-hmm. 11 inch. And it's still doing the job it needs to do. And it's used for everything. And at the moment, I'm not going to upgrade because I don't. It it hasn't hit that point yet. Right. But as someone who I would consider myself incredibly technical, technically literate, it kind of feels like sometimes I feel left out for a lot of things. And I don't know if that's just something that I'm trying to like grapple with. And I think that's also why I identify with Casey out of the three the most. Oh, how so? I don't he know. Isn't, he, he doesn't buy everything as soon as it comes out. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel like because he, he, he's in his feelings a lot, which how I am. Oh, uh, also, listen, I, I can't believe we're plugging all these shows. There's a show called Analog <laughs> that Casey Liss, who the hell is Casey? Uh, Casey Liss is on, um, and, and they just talk about feelings, and I love it. Yeah. But I wonder why you feel left. I, I can understand. Um, I, I got the sense from a lot of people who... Um, in, if we're using the syntax, aren't normal, and they had <laughs> a five S, and they did not get a six, and felt left out. But nobody seems to feel like eh, I'm really missing out on the six S. Uh, the, the same way, no one feels like really they're missing out if they don't have the uh, new MacBook or MacBook One. Um, mm-hmm. But there is a sense of uh, you're missing out if you don't have the iPad Pro. But for a long time, the iPad as a product line was kind of static. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I definitely feel some, some FOMO when I pull out my iPad Air that overheats. <laughs> well, and, and the thing that we were talking about, too, is the thing that excites me uh, about Apple hardware is 
the uh, it, it, all of my Apple hardware still f- feels evergreen, uh, except for the iPhone 3G. I don't know what's happening there. Um, but it's just everything is still so beautiful. And it really I really did keep my computers as long as they would go. Uh, and what excited me was always the software. And it was when the software was at the breaking point that I was like, okay, time to move um i didn't move to a solid state drive until uh final cut 10 finally destroyed my my poor 15 inch um but i had that computer for six years and it was amazing and i'm thinking like do i really want a a new soap phone this year like i'm I'm not gonna get the big fancy one with the new cameras uh so uh, i don't know Hmm. so I I know like we we ended up like having our Twitter conversation. I loved it. I was like tweeting you while I was getting groceries. It was great. And how do you feel when you hear people referred to as normal? Does it bother you? Does it bother you as much as it? It doesn't really necessarily bother me. It just kind of goes like, hmm. It just doesn't feel right. Does how does it feel with you when it happens? I really have to think about that because, again, it's different in every single context. Um, like, if a doctor were ever to tell me that I, w- I wasn't normal, um, that would be very upsetting. And it has happened. <laughs> it's been very upsetting. And mm-hmm. But also, maybe it's a millennial thing. And maybe we just all want to feel special. And maybe we just all, like, we've, <laughs> again, as I think you and I... Um, can both agree for for very different reasons um not only because of nerdiness we grew up as others in a lot of aspects and yeah. in a lot of things that we were a part of so um and i don't know it, it, man i'm i'm getting back into this twitter conversation now we're totally thinking about this at like a macro level but oh uh, please because i'm thinking about it too yeah, yeah. um l- l- okay so like me being gay is like the most normal thing about me. I don't think of it as being weird. Like um, being a white gay woman in Chicago is fairly easy. Um, and I, I sort of forget about that privilege. And then I go to the suburbs and I'm like, Jesus Christ. Wow. Literally, Jesus Christ is like everywhere. And um, especially now, like uh, trying to get married and wanting to get be Catholic and get married. And it's it's just I am super, super privileged and fortunate that um, I we actually just had this memorial party and uh, my partner and I've been together five years and we have she's met almost all of my family. But there are like hundreds of people in my family because we're a bunch of again, I'm going to say the term weird weird Catholics, but for Catholics is totally normal. Uh, so she met like another hundred people and it was just so, so like, Oh yeah, this is, uh, this is, uh, Alex's girlfriend. And they, they call her weird because she is a nerd, not, and, and because we sit and read books, not cause we're gay. Like we are weird for a completely different reason. Um, and, and I was calling them weirdos because they put uh, truck nuts on their trucks. And, right, uh, but then that's considered normal. Yeah, and for them. them, they're like, "Why? wow, you don't have this cool, uh, st- I don't even know what the fuck they were talking about, but they were making fun of me be- because my car is normal. And 
Uh, right, exactly. But in, in our case, like, for example, like, being in Chicago, mm-hmm. I find it weird when I see a huge lifted pickup truck in the middle of fucking Chicago. Because yeah. I'm like, yeah. where are you going to drive it? But then I, yeah, that's that's a really, really good point. Yeah, because I was having a conversation with my brother. Um, I visited home as well for Memorial Day. And we're pretty similar in age. He's about, I want to say like two years younger than me. I forget my, mm-hmm. <laughs> I forget my siblings' ages. And <laughs> and he was talking about how he would never want to live in the city. And meanwhile, I was like, I mm. can only see myself living in the city. And he was saying his reasonings why. And I was like, that's so, and then I said the word weird Mm -hmm. and he was like no it's weird that you would choose to like live on top of multiple people and not have a backyard and and go places without a parking lot and i'm like well you find it weird that you wouldn't have those conveniences or like if you could do anything you could just do it and it's just like when you think about people in their subcultures and you said like this idea of the othering and it's almost like this a really great article that I read not too well not too long ago. Um, I always end up referring to it every year, and I I want to say it's called "You Are Boring." It was it was back. Remember the magazine? First of all, I I'm not sure what you're referring to, remember? but go go on. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I was making a joke about paper, but the, the publication, oh, the magazine, the publication, yes, the magazine. it was very good. Right, yes. exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and I remember this article it was in the magazine it was called you are boring and it talked about it was talking about like how subcultures will um flash signals to other people in order to find their tribe Mm -hmm. in a way and it's kind of like these subtle things that you might say like for instance like i don't know i'm looking at myself i Mm-hmm. see myself pretty fashionable i have piercings in my face mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, i have tattoos so in a way that's sort of signaling the subculture of people that are like-minded like me i probably right. don't work in finance you know what i mean <laughs> so and there probably are people in finance who <laughs> look like me so please don't email me um <laughs> but it's uh, but this is it's this idea of almost he was like kind of doing what we're kind of doing right now and almost questioning why we send off these kind of signifiers to other people in our subcultures and how in fact we're not as interesting as we think we are. We're we're not, but I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's like a mating call. Um. Oh, no. oh no. And that's the thing that I'm saying. Like even in my Twitter conversation, like I wasn't saying it was completely wrong, but it gives me pause mm-hmm. as in it makes me think, Hmm, it's not saying everyone who says this is trash, but it makes me think, why do we do it? You know, and, I, and and who knows? Maybe this I maybe that is like saying normal and I guess non-normal. It might be a form of mating call or or kind of um, showing your hand and saying like, "Hey, if you identify with this, you are a part of our club." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I uh, you know like hell I guess we can even think about like the title of our show if you see the title of our show and you see the symbol and you realize the joke that we're saying in like the title of this show in our description then you would enjoy it you know what I mean no for sure and I'm sort of thinking about how I how how I used to dress and how I can like I think we can say that I'm a very boring dresser um and (laughs) like James is indeed very very fashionable uh but 
sort of actually when I started like at the around the uh time I was graduating college uh it was almost like I got this self-confidence of I don't fucking care um and I most of the t-shirts I wear are just plain and gray um and I just if I could I would wear the same colored shirt every day with an oxford collar um with my comfy uh, my comfy gym shoes and sneakers whatever and the same pair of jeans but women's jeans you know they change every week so um (laughs) And, and but you know it used to be like oh I'm wearing this band shirt I'm wearing right. yeah and uh, well I do own an unfortunate amount of podcast shirts right now right uh, right that that's a signaling uh, it, it, it is a it, it for sure is but I try to consciously not do that because I don't I don't know because then at conferences it's 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 like oh you listen to the show I listen right. to that show but right, then right, it's right. also like. That that one person in the group is like I I'll be that one person who's like I don't get the comedy bang bang references sorry guy and that's not bad, um but there are people in the world that don't understand what Super Train is and how important it is and that's okay even though we'll, we'll I'll try to get you on the train guys I promise um but yeah I think laptop stickers are another good example which is why I really I've tried to I don't know I really. W- I kind of want, and this kind of goes back to the whole software thing. Um, if I'm a Mac, I want my oh god. If I, if Come I on, were, let's, let's just do it. Come on. If I were to be a Mac, um, I would like to think that I wouldn't care about all of the stickers on me, and I would care about the software that was on me and uh, not on me. Um, all the software installed on me and. Um, like all of the root hacks and all of the stuff like that. And that's like my laptop has a bunch of weird, I I think I would consider weird shit. Like not everybody has Hazel. Not everybody, um, you know, I I don't know. Like that's the stuff I care about. And I do have some stickers. Um, I have stickers that represent my, like my friend's stuff and uh, the place I work and stuff like that. But I, I don't know. Man, this went from... I like it. I like when we do this. This is, weird. this is this is literally what I do with my students. So I, know. I am totally okay with. Oh, this. I'm Wait, like can, in your class. This you, is great. Yeah, you really are. This is like a lecture I've done actually, um, and yeah, I'm just like really, really, really curious about that. I think this is a really. I'm glad that you're right. I'm very glad that we've had this conversation, and I really think it's something to think about. And I don't think we should. I don't ever want to be like, oh, wow, that person is really wasteful if they get a new phone every year. Because I've become that person who gets a new phone every year because I don't, the most, I spend most of my money on cat litter and iPhones. Yeah. And And I think it's like kind of realizing that like everybody has their thing they geek out about. I really, really enjoy playing black t-shirts. And every once in a while, I enjoy like phone cases too. But then I look at <laughs> yeah, but then I look at my wife and she loves tote bags. You know what I mean? But can give two shits about her phone. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think it's like kind of accepting that like everybody has their own like geeky center and I don't know. I feel like we should revisit this. We should. Um and in terms of sex uh uh, uh, um, uh bank a sex joke. Um you know what? Did you ever play that game? Which one? Red. You got to make a sex noise. No, you don't have oh, to. Oh. 
There we go. There you go. That's that's our sex inclusion for this week. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> this has been another episode of Refresh. Thank you so much for listening. What do we say at the end of these? Yeah. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at, at Alex Cox, spelled C-O-X, not the other way. And you can find me at underscore James T. Green. Um, and as always, this has been a production of Post Loudness, a collective of independent shows created by hosts that identify as people of color, women, and queer. You can learn more at postloudness.com. And this has been a, another episode of Refresh, where the F and F5 stands for so many feelings this week. Post Loudness. Post Loudness.